Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Trinity Episcopal Pocatello podcast. Peace be with you. This Ash Wednesday sermon doesn't ignore the hard facts about this most sullen service that marks the beginning of Lent. Reverend Haiti reminds us we are one tiny speck, asks us to remember how small we are, and also how beloved. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In a few minutes, we'll come to the altar. We'll hear those words, each of us individually. Our foreheads will be marked with a cross made of ashes, of dust, as we are dust. Perhaps we'll notice yet again that each speck of dust is tiny. It's as insignificant compared to me and my world as Peter and John and James must have felt at the transfiguration when they flattened themselves at the voice of God. It's as tiny as I've sometimes felt on a desert afternoon, seeing the rock and rabbit brush stretching endlessly beyond the horizon. It's as insignificant as I've sometimes felt at night, gawking up at an impossible number of stars crowding overhead. Remembering that we are dust is like looking at ourselves through the wrong end of a telescope. It reminds us of just how small we are, how trivial our world is, how large and implacable the rest of the universe is. Remembering that we are dust involves realizing, too, how ordinary we are, how interchangeable in some ways with everyone else on earth. We share that dust, Catherine Jeffords Shorey has written, with everyone else on the planet with the stars and the planets, with all that has been created. The lava rock, the cedar, the rock chuck, the rattlesnake. But it's not like any one speck or pile of dust is stronger or kinder or funnier than any other. It's not like there's anything any one speck or pile of dust can do to make itself more worthy more faithful, more beloved. And while dust itself apparently goes on forever, things made of dust do not. So to remember that we are dust is to realize how temporary our bodies are, how very temporary our lives are, how temporary the things that keep us safe are, how temporary the people we love are, dust. These aren't comfortable reminders, but they're important. We need to keep hearing them. In next Sunday's gospel reading, we'll be reminded that Jesus himself went out into the desert for 40 days. He, too, looked out at the desert hills around him. 
He too looked at the stars crowding the sky above him. He stared down at the empty stream beds when he was thirsty, the hard, rocky soil when he was tired. I wonder if there were times when even he felt small and not special and vulnerable. Perhaps that's when the temperature showed up. Perhaps it was in that darkness of the night, that darkness of the soul, that the tempter reminded Jesus that he could whistle it all away. Perhaps that's when the tempter reminded him that he could blow right past that whole scary awareness of how mortal his human self was. He could be safe and strong. He could defy the laws of nature. He could become larger than life. But Jesus hadn't taken on our humanity just to cast it aside. And he hadn't come to the desert to see himself as larger than life. I hope none of us comes to the desert, to this Lenten season, to see ourselves as larger than life. I hope none of us comes to God relying on our own strength, our own specialness, our own merit, And I think that's part of what Jesus is warning us about in the reading we just heard. The choices he's talking about are somewhat pathetic ways to impress other people, to be sure. He wants to make sure we know they don't impress God. Ultimately, they're ways we distract and deceive ourselves. Jesus talks about giving to charity in ways that make sure everyone knows how generous we are. He talks about praying in public so everyone knows how pious we are. He talks about fasting ostentatiously so everyone knows how disciplined we are. He talks about trying to keep ourselves safe instead of sharing with those in need. Each of these choices is its own kind of whistling in the dark. Each is an attempt to see ourselves as deserving and special and safe. Each is an attempt to see ourselves reflected in other people's eyes in ways that aren't exactly what we see when we look in the mirror. It's not something that bad people do or silly people do something a lot of us do. We remember that we are dust, and we try to forget it. But that awareness doesn't have to be scary, as our psalm today reminds us. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, the psalmist says, slow to anger and of great kindness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so is his mercy great upon those who fear him. God's mercy is as high and as full as that starry desert sky. To remember how small we are is to remember how big God is. To remember how much we need forgiveness is to remember how abundant, how extravagant God's forgiveness is to remember how short our lives are, 
is to remember how eternal our life with God is. So part of our challenge is to hold on to that sense of proportion that God reminds us of today. In Lent, we're often encouraged to take on practices we might want to continue, practices that might help us recognize God's care of us. There's giving something up, of course, whether it's chocolate or meat or social media. There's taking something on, exploring the Psalms, maybe, helping with the interfaith food drive, taking long walks as the weather warms. Any of these things can help us make better use of the gifts we've been given, our time, our health, our appetites. They can help us seek and serve Christ and those around us. But our Lenten practices are not a self-improvement project. They are not something we do to make ourselves holier or better grains of dust. (laughs) To get a firmer claim on God's mercy. To convince ourselves how generous and pious and disciplined we are. To whistle in the dark. I don't know any human-proof way around those temptations, but I know I have to watch out for them. In Lent and out of it, I hope we keep our focus on God's love and God's glory, not on ourselves. If we find that any of our Lenten practices aren't doing that, we might want to rethink them. For the next 40 days or so, Jesus invites us out into the desert with him. He invites us to hold on to that sense of being one tiny speck in a vast landscape, the stars swirling and thronging overhead. To hold on to the memory of kneeling here at the altar rail or standing as we remember that we are ultimately dust how small we are, how dependent on God's care, how huge God is and how loving, how when we have nothing, we possess everything. May ours be, indeed, a blessed and holy Lent. Amen. We hope you found something helpful in today's episode. Please reach out to us if you have questions about our parish or the Episcopal Church. We are online at www.trinitypocatello.org. Our mission is to weave God's unfinished tapestry, and by listening, you are part of that mission. Thanks be to God.